What is up, beautiful people? Welcome back to the Made to Excel Fitness Podcast, the fitness podcast for you, by you. I'm your host, as always, Mark Torres. And in today's episode, episode six, we're going to talk about the state of the fitness industry. Uh, going to give you some home workout tips that you guys can utilize uh, during this quarantine. Uh, and as always, a Q&A. Hopefully you guys enjoy the show. A little bit of a different show. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Today is, I don't even know the date, it is some Monday in April. We are weeks, we're a month plus into quarantine. Um, time is just a construct at this point. I have no idea uh, what date it is. I do know what date it is. It's a little bit of a exaggeration, but um, time is starting to melt together. Um, and I think that today's topic, today's uh, podcast episode is about the state of the fitness industry. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is it be is because this seems to be a new reality for us. And I think, um, you know, when the shutdown first started to happen, it was a Monday, I remember that, because it was a short day for me. Um, and in the blink of an eye, we went from telling people, oh, we don't know what's gonna happen, we don't know if we're closing, that is a decision that has to come from uh, upstairs corporate, right? Um, to immediately, in the blink of an eye, the gym shutting down at eight o'clock tonight, right? Um, we have, you know, the sh- the gym is shutting down in eight hours indefinitely. Nobody knows when it's going to open back up. So in the very blink of an eye, it happened very quickly, um, and we went from operating as normal um, to being completely shut down. And I think even in that moment, myself included, I was like, "This is going to last a week, two weeks, a couple weeks, whatever." I didn't even expect it to last this long. We're a month plus in. Um, And it seems to me as if we're still very much so in the beginning stages of this whole coronavirus um, lockdown. So this does seem to be uh, our new reality, at least for the time being, right? A temporary reality, um, but a pretty long temporary reality. Um, I think even when things start to normalize a little bit and gyms open, there's still a transition period that we're going to have to go through. Um, So I wanted to kind of discuss that um, and kind of... Uh, uh, dissect that a little bit um, and try to normalize it a little bit. So I think if we're starting from the beginning, there's two things that happened um, very quickly. And I think when gyms shut down, the immediate thing is the fitness industry died. You know, um, obviously there is, you know, at that point there was a hybrid kind of a combination of obviously gyms are still a thing, but there is definitely still an online community that was Um, alive and relevant and thriving in that moment but I would say that even the people in the online community um, people who have coaches um, across the world on the other side of the country um, that are coaching them remotely getting training programs training um, advice from them um, you know they're not utilizing the trainers that work in their local gym in their own city whatever the case may be they have online trainers Um, even those people they're getting online training but they are putting it into action in an actual gym so i think you know the majority of people are doing that so literally overnight gyms closed um and probably i don't know what the statistic is but i would say a very very heavy majority of people lost their means of training and of course there's probably some people that were already training at home and for those people it's probably business as usual um you know, the rock got his eye in paradise. He's good to go. He hasn't missed any training sessions, assuredly. Um, but for the most part, people lost their gyms and they lost um, the place that they're able to go and practice fitness. Um, so I think 
very quickly the industry died um, and I think as trainers we like to preach eat less move more um, and that's a generalization that's a you know a real layman's way of looking at it but you know overlying uh, um, the overlying message there is you know a positive one and I think overnight people started to eat more move less um, so just fitness consumption in general was down um, people are losing their jobs left and right so they are closing their wallets a lot easier they're being very um, they're being very methodical with the way they spend their money so um, spending their money on fitness doesn't seem so much as a priority now so in a very very quick instance the fitness industry died and I think just as quickly as it died um, it rose back up from the ashes but it rose back up looking very very differently um, and obviously we have this mass exodus towards um, an online fitness community and of course like I said that community was already there, but the people that were training in person um, had to make this transition very quickly, right? So um, obviously when everything shut down, trainers lost their jobs and clients lost their trainers. And all those people had to transition in order to start to do things digitally or at least try. Um, you know, So whether or not that be people were putting out training programs online or doing live workouts, um, or maybe they were FaceTiming and Zooming with clients, or of course there's probably people out there that are being defiant and they're training anyways, and they're training, maybe they have private facilities or they're going to clients' houses or having clients come to their house or they're doing it at a park, whatever the case may be. You know, I've seen multiple videos of athletes um, still meeting up with their trainers and training. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? But obviously, um, they have kind of an obligation to uh, not only make money but also you know to prevent injury to kind of continue to be in shape so they are um, taking that risk of course um, so you know they're in a little bit of a different situation but for everybody else pretty much everything moved online um, and before we had a blend but now it's majority um, everything's digital right and I think that even going forward that is going to be a reality right so when things start to open up um, like I said I think we're very much so in the beginning of this even when things start to open up I think there you know there's gonna be precautions in place and um, limits that they're going to try to enforce right so if the gym starts to open up we don't know that maybe they open up with a very bare-bones skeleton crew um, just have very essential people there that can open the gym and close the gym um, and enforce limits on how many people can come into the gym at a time right we don't know how that's gonna look um, because it's we're not just going to open back up and everything's going to be running back to normal things are going to look different um so it might be some sort of capacity thing where they limit the capacity um and if that's the case and they're trying to uh limit the amount of people in there there might not be enough space for a trainer right um the trainer is not an essential part of the gym a trainer is more of a commodity so even going forward when things are kind of starting to head back to normal there still might be um, this very big digital footprint that we're gonna have to deal with um, and if you're not somebody that was in that online space already and you were doing it very much of the traditional way going to a gym working with a trainer there um, this is an adjustment that you'll have to make more than likely I think it's an interesting kind of um, path that we're on and a path that we're all gonna have to be on for the foreseeable future right and eventually we don't know when eventually that thing will be once there's a vaccine once there's um, you know a drastic drop in numbers things will eventually hopefully return back to normal and the people that prefer in-person training um, can go back and start to utilize that and vice versa the people that liked online if they were doing it beforehand or they liked what it was um, you know 
because they were forced to do it through this COVID-19 shutdown, um, can remain doing that as well. So I think it'll be an interesting blend. Um, obviously, we're not just going to return back to normal immediately. There's going to be some sort of um, online presence that comes with all of this. So I think it is very interesting. Um, I think it's a very interesting uh, time in the fitness space. Um, so as a client, as a personal trainer, obviously you've got to adjust, but as a client, you also um, have to think about adjusting with it as well. And of course, there's people out there that have kind of thrown fitness to the wayside. And um, hopefully once this thing starts to clear up, um, they can start to prioritize that again. Um, you know, whatever you deem to be necessary in your life, obviously you go with doing that, right? Um, but I think it's, an, it's just an interesting thing. Um, so it's very much so going into the digital space. And I think there's definitely pros and cons that come with that. And I kind of talk about that in the home workout tips that I have for you guys. Um, so there's six home workout tips that I'm about to get into. Um, but I'm going to say three in this podcast for the sake of time. Um, I don't want this to be a forever long podcast. Um, so I'll say, you know, tips one through three here, tips four, five, and six will be on the article that I release on mtfit.com on Wednesday. Um, so you get half of them here, half of them in the article. Well, yeah, half of them here, half in the article. Um, and these are, so obviously the first article that I wrote on mtfit.com was called, the world is coming to an end, here's how to stay fit at home. And those are obviously also home workout tips, but I think now that the, we're a month plus into it and the dust has settled, um, I think I was able to look back at that and start to adjust those tips to be better suited to today's society today's norms so um, consider this a sequel to the first um, article but hopefully even more in-depth and and more um, kind of useful for you guys so tip number one is your environment and I think that's the biggest thing that changed from being in a gym to working out at home is the environment obviously the gym is a very conducive place to be healthy and to practice fitness right there's machines all around there's weights um, there's like-minded people hopefully around you um, there's music blasting um, you there's no way to escape fitness when you're in a gym right um, even when motivation is low for you a lot of times as long as you can get yourself into the doors that'll start to remedy itself and you can kind of go from there right um, there's no escaping fitness when you're in a gym versus when you're at home you're working out in a bedroom a basement um, your yard whatever the case may be there's always an easy bail out there and the atmosphere and the environment is very different right you're surrounded by TVs you're surrounded by the couch the bed you're surrounded by whoever's living in your house doing other things they're watching TV there's movies whatever the case may be it's very easy to get distracted there's a lot of easy bailouts for you there um, if you're working out at home versus at a gym right so um, the only way to bail at a gym is to leave and you're like I already drove here I might as well just like get on with it and get it out of the way and go back home um, versus being at home it's very easy to bail out so I think tip number one is to try to create an environment um, that is gym 2.0 for you and obviously some people don't have the space in their house to have a room dedicated to fitness but if you can find a space to kind of corner off in a room that you can dedicate to fitness entirely don't let any you know outside distractions come into that space. Utilize that space to get work done. If you can start to compartmentalize that and say, this is gym 2.0, do not bother me when I'm in this corner of the basement. Um, you know, If you can start to compartmentalize that and to try to mimic the gym atmosphere as much as possible, it'll hopefully be easier for you um, to kind of get work done and get after it because it's very easy to get distracted um, 
you know, in your normal, you know, bedroom setting, right? I work out in my bedroom and the, 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 the bed's right there. I can take a nap if I wanted to, if I wasn't feeling the workout, right? It's very easy to go sit on my phone and scroll through Instagram for five, six, seven, eight minutes versus at a gym. If I'm on a piece of equipment, um, I can't take up that space for that amount of time scrolling through Instagram because somebody's going to want to use the equipment and they're going to get mad at me and, you know, try to kick me out. Um, but whatever the case may be, try to compartmentalize that and to try to dedicate a space specifically to fitness, call it gym 2.0 and dedicate that. Don't let any outside distractions come in, um, and get some work done in that area. Um, and you know, really focus and have a space dedicated to that. And hopefully that'll, um, start to remedy the problems of like distractions around you. Tip number two, uh, is to try to recreate your programming as much as possible. And obviously this tip is specifically towards people that had programming before the coronavirus shutdown. Um, if you had a workout plan and you enjoyed the workout plan and you were making progress and you were in a really good place with it. Um, obviously if you were kind of in no man's land before this, um, this doesn't apply to you, but for people who did have programming, try to mimic your programming as much as possible at home. And of course there's some limitations when it comes to equipment. You might not have, you know, uh, barbells, you might not have the machines, but try to utilize dumbbells, um, in place of barbells as much as possible. Try to use a combination of dumbbells and bands to mimic some machines, right? Um, I think that's the best thing that has come out of this, um, coronavirus shutdown and this transition to online fitness is there's a lot of creativity out there and I've seen lots of great ways that people have been um, mimicking and recreating machines that you find at the gym and ways you can do it at home and it's really fun to see and there's some really cool ones out there um, you know so trying to recreate your programming as much as possible right look at your programming if you have it on a sheet of paper or your or your phone or whatever the case may be and say how can I do this at home and I think trying to recreate your programming as best as possible is going to give you a sense of normalcy um, that will hopefully allow you to focus better. You know, normalcy um, is going to hopefully give you some really good um, consistent workouts and it's going to let you operate at a high level of fitness and it's going to hopefully continue um, to allow you to make progress in your journey. So um, really important to try to recreate your programming as much as possible, as opposed to kind of just, you know, going through the motions and doing these different workouts. Um, of course, something is always better than nothing. If that's all you can do, if you really have no equipment and you can just do body weight stuff and, you know, you're kind of cycling through a bunch of different workouts, it may not be you may not be operating at your highest fitness capacity, but it's always better than just sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. So something is always better than nothing. But if you can try to recreate your programming as closely as possible, you'll have a sense of normalcy. You'll have a sense of focus that you wouldn't have otherwise. And last but not least for this podcast, tip number three is avoid gimmicky workouts. Um, and I think when I talked about in the last tip, the creativity that has come out of this um, shift to online fitness, um, the flip side to that is there's been some really cringy gimmicky workouts that I've seen online. Um, and if you scroll through Instagram or Facebook, uh, or YouTube in any sort of capacity in the fitness world, you've probably come across some good ones and some bad ones. Um, you know, so things like adding weight in a backpack or using your pet as an extra weight is a really fun, creative way to add resistance to your workout, to make things interesting and fun for you. But like I saw a workout where somebody was holding a can of baked beans. The can of baked beans is no resistance. If you're going to work out with a can of baked beans, you, that's pointless, right? So that's just a gimmicky exercise. And they were like, oh, this would be funny. And um, hopefully I get some traffic from this. Um, 
and if they were doing it in a lighthearted manner and it was kind of tongue-in-cheek and things of that nature then by all means right like it's you know all in good fun but if they're being serious about it which i hope they weren't it's you know e for effort i give them uh i give them that at least but if you're serious about your fitness journey you want to make progress doing a workout with can of baked beans ain't going to help you at all so um and even furthermore outside of even the gimmicky workouts um more like combination workouts so you know you see people doing a deadlift that goes into a row that goes into an overhead press it looks really cool it might get you some views on instagram because it's different than what everybody else is doing but guess what you can probably deadlift a lot more weight than you could press overhead so if you are using a weight that you can press overhead it's not loading the deadlift properly because it's too light of a weight and vice versa if you're using a weight that loads the deadlift properly it's a probably a decently heavy weight you probably can't press it overhead so um you're shooting yourself in the foot on one side or the other so um you know the combination exercises look really cool if you want to do it if it's something you find to be fun by all means but if you want to progress um in a fitness journey and be serious about it try to load properly and avoid the gimmicky workouts um, and if you want to do some combination workouts at the end for fun because you enjoy doing it there's no harm in doing that as well but if that's all you're doing it's going to be really hard for you to make progress so um, that's the three tips for today's episode if you want to if you want to see and read tips four five and six that'll be on the article on wednesday on mtfit.com be on the lookout for that and lastly got some questions for you guys got some questions from you guys um so let's see question number one what was the best slash favorite board eating tip so um episodes three and four um were based on an article i did on mtfit.com it was the corona diet how to combat board eating i had eight tips on how to combat board eating um and it said best slash favorite but i have one for each i think the best tip was tip number one is just to be aware um so you know knowing what the problem is um you know, I think everybody's in, been in a position where you're driving down the street and your car starts to make a funny noise. You're like, ah, I don't know what that is. And unless you're a person who is a mechanic or you're well-versed in cars in general, you're not going to be able to pull over and, you know, flip the hood and say, all right, that's the problem right there. Cars are very complex um, and very confusing things. So unless you know what you're looking for, odds are you're not going to be able to find what the problem is. You're going to have to take it to a shop. You're going to have to take it to uh, a friend who's a mechanic, right? And they'll be able to diagnose the problem. Until you know what the problem is, you can't fix that problem. So um, diagnosing what the problem is, is going to be the ammo that you need to fix the problem. So, you know, tips two through eight, um, they may or may not work for you, depending on your personality type, depending on your behavior, depending on your habits. Um, but if there's one thing that's universal for everybody is you've got to know the problem until you can fix it. So um, tip number one is probably the best tip of them all is just being aware, right? So um, being aware that you're bored eating will help you fix bored eating. And it goes with everything. You, you know, you could be a person, maybe you're not bored eating. Maybe uh, your problem is you're counting calories too loosely or whatever the case may be. But knowing what the problem is, is definitely the most important and the, the best tip on there. But my favorite tip on there is probably tip number eight, just because I think the way I wrote it out and the metaphor that I had for it was really funny and I made myself laugh of course what else is new I talk about um obviously everybody knows who Batman is and um everybody knows well I, most everybody knows that Batman is one of the most famous superheroes of all time but he doesn't have superpowers Batman is just some rich dude with a passion for his craft and I think 
if Batman weren't rich, if you were to take money out of the equation, Batman would just be some dude named Bruce Wayne who works at a grocery store that gets jumped every time he walks around Gotham City. Without money, I don't think there's any Batman. So, um, you know, I think that was an, an interesting way of saying without boredom, there's no bored eating. So try to take away the boredom from your life, find a hobby, find some things to do to fill up your time. Um, <laughs> and I don't know how practical of a tip that is for a lot of people, right? So you have very limited things to do. Um, being trapped at home and of course boredom is going to come into effect for almost everybody but I think it was a really funny way uh, uh, of kind of making that point and I really enjoyed the way that that part of the article came out so um, I made myself laugh what else is new so that was my favorite tip was tip number eight question number two favorite sport to watch football football is the only one I watch um, I was really into baseball as a kid um, but once I stopped playing I stopped watching um, I went through my basketball phase um, I watched every Michael Jordan video on YouTube at the time and there was one year where I watched every single Knicks game that I possibly could and I kind of just stopped doing it and football is kind of the only one that's stayed tried and true and has lasted the test of time um, so uh, definitely football is my favorite sport to watch bolt up baby you know what it is and last but not least wrapping up today's show fasted cardio yay or nay and now the thing with fasted cardio is the argument that people make is when you're working out, your primary fuel source is carbs. So if you work out in a fasted state, aka you haven't eaten, um, you have hopefully depleted your carb stores uh, and you are primarily burning fat in that moment. And I think that that has been sort of debunked in the terms of like, if you take two people who are, one is working out um, in a fasted state and one is working out after they've eaten, if both of these people are consuming 2,000 calories regardless of when their first meal is, their results are very similar, right? They're almost identical probably. Um, so I think this is one of those things where you argue till you're blue in the face, but the uh, outcome of the two different scenarios is not very different from each other. So I think if you're gonna do fasted workout in any sort of capacity, it's more so a question of um, scheduling and convenience. So for example, I love to work out early in the morning if I can get it out of the way as soon as possible and I can get on about my day, I prefer to do that. So um, as opposed to waking up, making breakfast, eating the breakfast, giving myself time to digest that breakfast and then working out and then going on about my day, I'd rather get it out of the way and then I can do whatever I have to do after that. So um, I do it out of convenience, not because it's going to be a better result than, um, you know, working out after you've eaten. So, um, you know, I don't think it makes a difference either which way. If it's convenient for you to do fasted cardio, do fasted cardio or a workout, whatever the case may be. Um, but if you think it's for a performance reason, you know, if it's if you're kind of going out of your way to do it, you can probably um, start to adjust and, and do it otherwise, um, you know eat your breakfast right um but if it's a convenient for you fasted cardio all day but it's not a performance thing or it's not a results-based thing um and that about wraps up today's show so a different kind of show show on the quicker side so that about wraps it up uh state of the fitness industry everything's online um fitness tips be on the lookout for the article on wednesday on mtefit.com for tips four five and six if you guys enjoyed today's show, please subscribe. If you have any questions for me for the Q&A section, slide my DMs, send me a message, um, send me an email, madetoexcelfitness at gmail.com. Love to answer them. Um, that about wraps up today's show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully you guys share, subscribe, all that fun stuff. I'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.